Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to a Wholeness and Holiness podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, joined with my co-host, Father David Tuckerhoof. Before we get started, we want to remind you that we have books available for you up on Amazon, Father David's book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture, and my books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma, and Fearless, Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. And um, we're also available for retreats and parish missions and healing missions for your your groups. And I also do human and spiritual integration workshops. And today we continue, Father David, in our discussion of the rooting out vices and, and growing in virtue. And today is envy, rooting out envy and growing kindness. Yeah. Welcome. So good to talk to you. We, yeah, it's good to talk to you too. We could call that growing in human maturity, <laughs> Christian human, that, Christian human maturity. That'd be was, nice. Absolutely. Yeah, we need a lot of that. There's a lot of uh, immaturity floating around these days. Yeah. Yes, Go ahead. And as we've been talking about these things, it's all through the um, framework of connection, not doing virtue growth on our own as though oh, that were even possible, right? Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit is the sanctifier. So yeah. what does that look like that we cooperate, work together with his yeah. grace? That sounds good, you know, really good. Yeah, yeah when, I, when I was looking at these online today and um, and they had envy versus, versus, I don't know, it's kind of a, but cor- the corresponding virtue uh, or what, what would you say? I guess the opposite virtue is kindness, but, but it had gratitude listed and then parentheses was kindness. Yeah. And I, I, I really like that. So let's maybe, maybe we should start by defining terms. You have a def, uh, what's, how can we look at envy? Well, you you know, envies, I want, I want, I want, there's, it reveals a dissatisfaction in me. There's something missing that I want. And then the other person has it. So uh, I, I have an inordinate, or a better word than inordinate is a, is a disconnected desire mm. to take what that person has and make it mine. Mm. So there's a selfishness, a possessiveness, and a, a lack of understanding, and it blocks out the notion of kindness. It blocks out the notion that you know that we're that we're really, in a sense, praising God for that person has that quality, and I don't have it, and so I have this in turn turned in selfishness about wanting to get it it becomes malicious when i start to do things against the other person that undermines their well-being so i could get it or move them out of the picture so they're no longer in front of me with this uh this thing that i want i want i want Mm -hmm. yeah that's 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 good so just to go back to the framework of connection so again it's 
it's that where it starts always starts always 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 and not just starts but it's constantly is founded in the fact that we're chosen by the lord we're known intimately by him we're valued completely and then through his boundaries he protects and provides for our lives and so i really see this that that's why i love that gratitude is is really used um with kindness on this because i really think it's having that gratitude for who God is, how he sees me, the relationship he calls me into, and particularly that knowing all of those things about me personally and intimately and relating to me as such, with all of that given, that's how he protects and provides for me specifically as an individual. So yeah. if he does that in a different in a way that's different from how he does that for you, then why would I be looking at how he does that for you and wishing he did that for me. He knows me intimately and he's all good and all loving and all wise. And so I really believe that, that when, when we're rooted and grounded in those things, it naturally leads us to a place of gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude about what, about the fact that what that other person has is good for them. And it glorifies the God who gave them that gift. And so we rejoice in that rather than trying to grab it and make it our own, you know? Right. So, but I think even before, I mean, at least for me on a natural level, I have to be grateful about that. My needs are taken care of before I'm able to be happy that somebody else's are. <laughs> I do. If I'm hungry and you have a sandwich, I don't know. I would be grateful you have a sandwich unless I yeah. get a bite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, see, it gets, it, 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 when we, when we don't envy, we, we really have an in, internal freedom. There's a real internal freedom. We're happy about the fact that that person has that quality. We don't, we, we, we would, we, we appreciate it, but we don't need it to make us connected. We are connected. That's right. And so, so if we try to grab it in an indirect and negative way, then what we're doing is disconnecting. That's right. That's right. Then I'm wanting something that God in his omnipotence and omniscience and and his infinite love for me doesn't want for me. And, and he wants my eternal joy and peace. And so it must be something that's contrary to my eternal joy and peace. Why would I want that? It doesn't even make sense logically, you know, but I think we, we have a hard time holding the whole equation in our minds. That's because I think it's a a mind problem as well as an emotional, emotional desiring problem. It's also a mind problem because we have, we're defectively thinking about how this is going to benefit me in in our mind. So it's a mind, it's, it's, it's a, a disconnection in our mind. Yeah. That's, it's not just in the heart, it's in the mind and heart both. And we don't, we have that impulsive desire to grab onto the, what the other person has. But then what we're, we have, what we're giving into is a negative thinking about our mind that isn't pleased with what we've got and isn't happy about the fact that I don't need that because I'm connected to myself and to the Lord. Right. And I can yeah. rejoice that my brother or my sister has that quality or that virtue. Or a thing, right? Thing. Or material right. good. Yeah, right. material good. A red yeah. wagon. They get a, right. a boy's red right. wagon. I like that. What that right. red wagon? Or know? Bathsheba, like we were talking about yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. David 
envying Uriah. Oh, that's a that's a good one. That's right at the heart of Scripture. That it's it's the flaw that keep kept David from being perfect. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, he he saw her and he let his lust and his her beauty, those two good things, were working hard. And what he does is he actually had gotten so slothful and lazy and open. He didn't go out and get into the battle. And he has all these negative desires uh, that are harmful in his life. He's slothful and he's lazy. And so what he sees her bathing and, and he wants her and he just disregards the truth of the covenant and who he is and who she is and his, her husband's fighting the battle out in the battle. And he and he he violates her. Yeah. Now I know uh, one one author that was talking said, "Well, don't be just cr cr criticizing David for this this envy. Uh, she certainly played a part in it." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I was listening. I wonder if it's who. It, this was actually listening to Dr. Ken Bailey on YouTube, and he was talking about like that in that where where they lived that the houses would have would have been somewhat close together and that where david lived would have had a another floor to it not just a first floor and so he would have been able to see down but but her window was open she's bathing in front of it you know outside and i guess his window is open so who does that when that when the structures when the houses are in palace or whatever are that close together yeah. like you know you're exposed you know so there's yeah. kind of a hint of she was that's like what the, that was the point him, right? he was making that it was it wasn't just a one-way street yeah right right there's some <laughs> seduction going on as well yeah yeah and she yeah. later on in his life she's quite a manipulator you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. making sure that her son solomon becomes king <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, what, did, what was it about their boys and their hair? Absalom gets his hair caught in a tree, and then Solomon, like, with this. Yeah. Well, they, you know. they started the hippie movement way back. Oh, then. is that it? Okay. Long hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of uh, Samson, thinking of Samson. Wrong hair. But there's a lot of hair going on in the inscription. Yeah. Hair becomes no, important. but yeah, no, but the, the, it was true. That's what basically he's got his hair caught in the, in the, uh, yeah, in the tree. <clears throat> in the tree, whenever it's when battling. Yeah. That's a pretty. That's a pretty big head full of hair. This was. This would have been the son of David. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He gets Absalom. Yeah. They were. They were. The trees were not like the big maples we're talking about. They were the thorny bushes that we find in around the Hebrew people in out in the desert. So they're thorny and everything else, yeah. and everyone. And all of a sudden, a bunch of thorns grabs his hair, and away his horse goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad day yeah bad, bad, bad day for day. sure <laughs> it's a bad air day yeah um, yeah you know another scripture i'm going to read this one i'm going to read sure, sure. Um, the this from matthew luke 15 i'm sure we're all familiar with this but another classic example of envy so um and and you know the envy doesn't get pointed out to us as much as other things do from from this um envy sneaky it you is can sneaky. envy something and nobody knows you're doing it. I think sometimes we don't know we're doing it. So I think sometimes that's true. You know, as we justify, we, we can tend to justify we, it with our aggravation. Well, if we're <laughs> having a self self worth problem, 
yeah. we're feeling empty and we're feeling no good and why did why am I yeah. not doing these things and and we're and then all of a sudden something comes up from another person almost automatically and I'm strongly attracted to it and then I got to decide what to do with that yeah 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 for sure and so we can look at it as a lack of self-worth when it's it's really envy and the lack of gratitude you know mm-hmm. Lack of gratitude for sure of just who I am is fine, you know. Yeah, and and who God is to me. Yeah, he's already super abundantly supplied for. So while we're disconnecting from ourselves, in a certain sense, we're disconnecting from the Lord as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That relationship is so, I mean, it's just so interwoven. You know, it's like in scripture, it says that they don't, they don't, recognize us because they didn't recognize him you know and i Mm -hmm. I think it just shows how interwoven our identity is with who the lord is to us and who we are to him you know Mm -hmm. so in luke um then he said a man had two sons this is the he is the lord telling this parable then he said a man had two sons and the younger son said to his father father give me the share of your estate this should come to me So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed but nobody gave him any coming to his senses. He thought how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat here. I am dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father and I shall say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father while he was still a long way off. His father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fatted calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Here we get to the envy. Now the older son had been out in the field and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry. And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, look, all these years I served you and not once, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him, you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, my son, you are here with me always. 
everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. So you can go back to the part, even just where it says um, the older son had been out in the field on his way back. He neared the house and then, you know, came up and was asking what was going on. And the servant said that, you know, his, his brother who had been gone has returned his father back, has him back safe and sound and, and all of this, how differently would this story have gone if the older brother had responded in gratitude that his brother was safe and sound, that he was back and that his father had him back in his house. I mean, that'd be a different story. And and even, and even though he had half the inheritance and the uh, son that went wandering off had half the inheritance, he's willing to even forego the fact that there was a loss of uh, goods in his life. And if he would have been positive and connected, he would have been able to just be so happy and go go in and put his arm around him and say, oh, it's good to see you. Glad you're back. Even though he was losing something. He was losing the the fact that the young guy took half of the father's inheritance and squandered it, which would have affected him. How did that affect him? Well, because... Because he got his he, share. If he he's back in the fold, and he and both of them have. A I see. Then he's the going to get right. And right. so it, he just reduced his income by half. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And and that gratitude, if that had been operative in the older son, that gratitude, yeah. then would have moved him to act in kindness. That's that's why those two are are listed together. So you we see the operation of compassion. Yeah. Yeah. The culture of compassion. Right, with the 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 gratitude to that his his brother was back overrode the fact that he spake he had to lose something, and give up to something yeah. to really enter into a, a restored relationship. Right. Yeah. yeah. So 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 instead of looking at so he was envying the the younger brother and what he would have. Got. gotten at that point in addition to what he'd already gotten right mm-hmm. and he has to and share so, what he has envying that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right and Malicious, even envying the, i mean even down to envying the calf you know what i mean yeah. like he just wants a goat like something you know yeah. so so definitely <clears throat> not a stance of receiving from the father you know the it makes you wonder how he even gets to that mindset when must have been a, a some sort of fundamental disconnection from the father. If the father sounds kind of shocked, you know, and he says, uh, "Let's see." Well, the father's presupposing he's a faithful son, when actually he may be very disgruntled internally. Right, right. He must have been because, like, the father is saying, <clears throat> "My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours." Right. I mean, yeah, so he reminds him. what a disconnect there must have yeah. been. So, in so he, he, his connection with the father that the father assumes was in good standing really hasn't been since his his brother got all the benefits back. And so that the fact that he came back stimulated this negative feeling of loss and I'm losing something and and then he's envying. The mm-hmm. fact that the son that the son it wasn't so much what he lost too is but he's he's actually the son 
is being restored back into a relationship with the Father. And, and that's with what him. That's what and he's himself, envying. Right? Yeah. Well, oh, right. what he's envying. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Instead of being grateful that the son's being If he was returned. grateful, he would be exercising connection with the Father that's and, right. again, with his, his brother. His brother, right. And so the, the connection of compassion. compassion. Yeah, absolutely. Kindness, the mystery right. of kindness. Yeah. Being able to move from move a positive. stance of gratitude to how does that cause me to respond to others? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not so much about repentance as it's about restoration of a relationship that was needed to be fundamental for the family to operate out of uh, gratitude, compassion, healthy, uh, healthy, authentic relationships that are rooted not in envy, but are rooted in the truth of self-worth and the truth of uh, identity and relationships in the family. It was about, about right. a family breakup. Yes, and that you can kind of see, like, to me, envy, as we talk about it, sounds like it's about valuing um, stuff over the whole person, right? Right. Yeah, Even David absolutely. valuing Bathsheba's body over her whole person or how we might, or how the older brother values the inheritance or the fattened calf or, or whatever yeah. over his brother. Right. And so, or how we might value, um, might value somebody's car. <laughs> if we want their car, you know, we like yeah. their car and we wish we had that car, right. Valuing that over valuing them. And so it, it really, um, yeah, so, it really shows you how it's like valuing things um, so poorly. So the, the issue is humility. Because, uh, humility, the truth of what, what the truth is, and then when you accept the truth of the relationship, more important than the stuff, what happens is when you accept that, then, then there's, that, there, there's that gratitude, which with the fruit of that is, is uh, humility. Is that right? Kindness. Kindness, right. Kindness. The fruit of the gratitude is kindness. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Compassion. Yeah, because then in terms of what well, probably is internally humility, there probably yeah. is that, but externally in terms of how I relate to that yeah. person, then I'm able mm -hmm. to do it in kindness because I'm not uh, gritting my teeth and thinking. Right. And so the relationship is restored that the, with the father and the the two brothers, their relationship is, is enhanced and restored. And so then, then there's a kind of a, of a peaceful freedom that goes along with that. So it's not a grasping, gimme, gimme, gimme. I lost, I lost, I lost. I won, I won, I won. There's a really of gratitude. Yeah. And then humility fosters the truth and they reestablish and restore their relationship as family, father and two brothers and the son. Is uh, so that's restored. Yeah, it's interesting. Like it, if you if we really look at the parable as being about the father more than being about the prodigal son, right? And revealing who the father is. I mean, throughout, he's really valuing the both of the boys who are. We would think like, man, he, he should just knock their heads together, <laughs> but yeah. he's really valuing them throughout as as whole persons and in 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 freedom right 
Yeah. Even if the freedom is to to leave or whatever, and yet with revealing the longing of his heart is but for the two, them to the be two, in relationship. Two boys are doing the opposite. They're right. they're basically the two boys are not valuing the father and his relationship and their relationship with him and his with them. They're not valuing that because they're turning in on themselves and disconnecting. Selfish, selfish, selfish. I want, I want, I want, you know. Right. And uh, I'm losing half my inheritance. And oh, now all this, this squandered my money and here I'm back. So now the father, you see the purpose of Jesus. The father is the restoring agent of those authentic relationships and that authentic relationships then opens to deeper connection of the father and the two sons and the two sons as brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see like Jesus as the image of the invisible God, because, you know, in his coming is the father running after us Yeah, while we were still a long way off, you know, remember oh, yeah. in the, I think it, this was before the words were changed. Some of the words were changed changed in the Eucharistic prayers decade ago or whenever that happened. Um, and there was a, one of the Eucharistic prayers at a part where it said, when we were lost and could not find our way to you, you loved us more than ever. Yeah. I always thought that was oh, like so that beautiful. Is, that is good. That is very good. Yeah. 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 So it's that while we're still a long way off, you know, yeah. Jesus coming to reveal the father's love. Yeah, it's all it, it's amazing when you think about um thinking about the you know, I guess what strikes me as we're talking about these virtues and and vices is virtues feel good. You yeah. know what I mean? Even mm -hmm. when we're in that stance, when we're in a stance of gratitude, like how good does that feel? Oh yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Your heart just feels kind of light and your mind is just kind of swirling with like all the the gifts and um the the beauty of whatever it is that God's done or just you recognizing him for who he is and his goodness and so it's that kind of there's a lightness about it there's a sense of uh an appreciation of beauty about it there's it feels good even physically you know and yeah. kindness like actually we're wired for kindness when when we act kindly towards someone um oxytocin which is one of the feel-good hormones is released yeah. and when someone yeah. acts kindly towards us <clears throat> the same happens uh, that oxytocin is released. Even if we witness an act of kindness between two other people, just witnessing it, oxytocin is released in us. So even on a physical level, the Lord has wired us for this, for it to feel good, to, to behave in a virtuous way. Wow. Yeah. Which I think is really, really awesome. And envy feels pretty cruddy. Yeah, you know? it is. It, it, uh, it destroys the authenticity of goodness in a in a person's personality and character, and it feels and, miserable and, and, and physically. It, it, even, it, yeah. it, it uh, really affects the body because a yeah. person gets uh, can can get angry. The person can get bitter. Right. The person can get uh, uh, malicious. So envy can really destroy the foundation of truth and love in relationships. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so sinful. And that's why it's a, ca it's a capital sin. Yeah. But if it goes to, if it's just you, you, uh, you see uh, somebody driving down the street with a brand new blue, blue car, blue shit. Oh, I would love to have that. 
then and that's a good thing. Yeah. But then when it's, I wonder if, I wonder if there's some way I could get him to sell that. If I could, you know, maybe not give him what he's worth, but I really need that car. I want that car. I'm going to see if I can sort of win that car away from him and, and get a good deal on it. And so then the, the envy starts to plot all kind of negative things that brings about disconnection instead of connection and rejoicing in, in, in uh, gratitude that my friend who has that nice new blue car, that, that that's a good thing. And he's just so happy about that, or she's so mm -hmm. happy about that. And then, and then I have what that does inside me. It's mm -hmm. like a flower opening to the sun and the value of the truth becomes compassion and compassion is kindness. And, and then it fosters joy because I'm happy that, that, that my friend has that nice new blue car rather than bitter and negative and yeah. I'm not talking to him and, you know, the heck with him and, and you know, you know, and, and then I'm fostering cancer because I'm turned in on my negative feelings of disconnection and I'm feeding negativity, which is destroying self-worth and peace and goodness and relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely self-worth, like you <clears throat> mentioning that and thinking, yeah, it's really from that stance that we go into somehow this means that I'm not enough. Somehow it yeah. means I'm not good enough that I'm, that my car doesn't look like that. You know? Something wrong with me. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything about you. <laughs> Does not mean a <laughs> thing about you. If you didn't exist, it, there would circumstances wouldn't be any different. Would, yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I realized this like several years ago, realizing, you know, um, whatever the, this, you know, easier to see with um, material goods is where I recognized it first, but the same applies to, virtues or giftedness in other people and recognizing that like whatever the material good is that that's like oh that's like really cool you know and yeah. think the very the natural thing is we we go to i want that like i want to have it and then thinking why like what like i can still recognize i can walk through a store and like recognize the beauty of like all the stuff in there I don't have to have it. Like, why do we make in a, you know, I think we have such a materialistic culture. We make that jump to, to it's good. I want it. Like I have to grasp at it, you know? And it's like, there's, it doesn't have to be that way. The same with virtues Ooh. or giftedness in other people. We can just, we can admire it. We can yeah. admire the, the beauty and, and like we keep saying, being grateful for it instead of making that move to, it has to be mine. So then, no, if it God's. becomes, uh, if it be, if the desire becomes obsessive, and it's compulsive, that's when the destruction starts to happen, and and the relationships start to, you know, be affected, and and uh, my own internal disposition is greed, and envy, and it, it's like, you know, I'm I'm unhappy with who I am. I'm unhappy with my value. Uh, there's something missing in me. And instead of looking to the Lord for the fulfillment of what will fill me and make me feel really positive and good about who I am, I'm I'm now turning myself into a negative, selfish kind of person that uh, loses connection, not just with my external reality, but with my very soul and my life and who I am. And I, I'm, I'm actually 
her diminishing my healthy self uh, image and self-worth. So how about this as a, um, as an exercise, like if there's an area, I think this could be useful. I think if there are areas where we have a sense of, um, of envy about something, about something, about some giftedness, some virtue, whatever another person has. And then we're like, I want that. Right. If we go to, if we start with like the, okay, there's something good about it that I'm wanting, but recognizing every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. Instead of moving any further away from the beauty, using that as an occasion for praise. Yeah. And so you, you, you actually turn what can become disconnection into a deeper connection yeah. and a gratitude. That's yeah. where gratitude comes in. Yeah. And, and that virtue fills the soul with the positive and fills the mind and the heart with positive thoughts and feelings. And what happens is healthy relationship moves forward. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's good stuff, Father David. Yeah, it really is. You know? Yeah, yeah. This, en but this envy, uh, envy can destroy relationships. It'll, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it can work against building community, if, especially if a person becomes angry and obsessive and mm -hmm. and uh, compulsive about insisting they get it. Then all of a sudden, the disconnection occurs, and then then the the sin power takes over, mm -hmm. and then they'll even resort to kind of wrong kinds of behaviors to get what they want. Yeah. Like sending your eye out to the front lines of battle. <laughs> exactly. Right? right. Yeah. 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 We really kind of lose all rationale and it just goes to, yeah. Like an obsession, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to be aware that we could be tempted towards those things. And then we lose loving kindness and we become bitterly selfish not yes. good it's really all, all about staying in that connected place yeah. with, with the staying Lord. in the connection yeah gratitude and thanksgiving yep. humble humbling ourselves and accepting you know that that the, accepting the reality of where we are and what we are and seeing the worth in that because we're more connected to the source the divine source of intimacy and love and compassion from the very heart of Jesus, pierced of his blood flowing, cleansing us, drawing us into the Father's heart. Now, isn't that a good hey, place? That is that I can't think of a better place to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Good stuff. So, listeners, I just want to thank you again for joining us. Stay with us over the next, let's see, how many more do we have to go? Five weeks. We'll continue to unpack the vices and virtues from a, a stance of connection oh beautiful beautiful relationship that's right and culture know that father culture of connection father david and i continue to keep you in our prayers and may the lord give you peace thank you for joining me for today's show Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.